This is the Tone Control, episode 00007. One man's trash is another man's 40th anniversary strat. to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, the South's hat. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny to say. And it's all right. I was we like, can... yeah. Well, December We're happened. Back, bitches. <laughs> December happened, and we did not happen in December, but we're back. It's the Tone Control. I'm Justin Newton. I'm Derek Heideman. Do the news. Do the news. So Earcraft has one of these, the new Taylor T5Z. It's uh, You're familiar with the T5. Yeah, my dad has a T5. And what's the other one? The T3? The T3, yep. So Those the, are, they're the same body size, right? Uh, as far as I remember. The T3? Three is littler. It's much more of like a. Is it? Yeah, it's much more of a, an electric kind of hmm. deal, and it doesn't it doesn't have any of the acoustic uh, pickups or anything in it. Oh, yeah. The T three is like purely an electric guitar. It's a hollow. It's like a hollow or a semi hollow electric, and the T five. It looks more like this T five Z. A little bit, but this T five Z looks just like the T five, except a little bit smaller. It's a lot of it smaller. I picked one up the Is other it? day. Okay. It's it's um it feels and looks very small in the hand. Like it was hmm. I saw it in the corner and it was like, oh look, a, a tiny it not not travel size, but it looked like a short scale. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's got the um smaller body for the more electric guitar feel. Okay. Um it looks cool. I mean it's got a electric guitar size body, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean the T five uh, isn't huge, it's very narrow. But it's it's got yeah. the full like dreadnought form. I think they're talking mostly about the width, like from top to bottom, mm-hmm. like where your arm would come over. Right. So it's got a twelve inch radius on the neck, twenty four and seven eighths inch scale, and mm-hmm. five way switching. I'm pretty sure the switching is just exactly the same as the T five, uh, and it's so the acoustic electric hybrid style. Mm-hmm. Um, it works, plays nice with um, acoustic or electric guitar amps, as expected, yeah. which is neat. Yeah, if you um, when the pickups are set to sound like an acoustic guitar, it really does sound quite mm-hmm. nice. And I don't like PZO pickups on acoustics. They have that kind of plasticky, strange sound. It's a necessary yeah. evil for live sound sometimes, but um, it actually sounds quite nice coming out of the T5. Yeah, they're they're definitely the best at what they do. I agree. I think the uh, the the plugged in acoustic guitar sound is like mm-hmm. it's too sterile. You know, it's it doesn't have any life to it. Sure, it's yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very odd sounding. But these do a much better job. Yes. So the first edition, um, these are really new. I, I don't know how many they're making, but um, a double A grade Hawaiian koa top, which is really really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Koa is all over the place these days. It seems like. Yeah. Is that sapel? Sapele? How do you say that? I've heard both. Uh. So I'm gonna say sapel. Back and sides. Ebony fingerboard, bone nut, gold hardware, white binding. The thing is 
It looks great. It's all yep. dressed up, ready to go out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three thousand dollars. <laughs> yep, that's about right. So there's there's that. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this one acoustic pickup, two electric humbuckers. So there's the one in the body at the bridge, and then I think there's one under the soundboard in the neck position. Oh, huh. I think that's how they do that. Hidden pickups. Pretty neat. Very neat. Buy it. It's good. Next. Next. What's next? Gibson. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tonight's episode of the tone control is brought to you by red hook and more line here in cincinnati oh yeah mm-hmm. to beer esb is in fact extra special but doesn't like to let it go to his head <laughs> uh, mine has mine has cool phrases too not to be outdone oh. northern yeah. liberties from more line you've made a discovery a well-hopped IPA inspired by the revolutionaries of Cincinnati's Northern Liberties. <laughs> yeah, no, this one sucks. <laughs> I mean, the beer is good. This label sucks. <laughs> the 2014 Gibson model here is upon us. Kabam. Huzzah. It seems like Gibson is kind of relaunching their marketing efforts. 120th anniversary. Well, they're very yeah. excited about that. Um, it's. It seems to me they're kind of rolling it more like you would see cars. Okay. You know, the 2014 model year sure. is what they're calling it. And like you with guitars. You don't get excited about that until they're super old. Until they're old. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's good to know how old your guitar is. I know my Strat is a 2001, but mm-hmm. it's not like I tell people all the time it's a 2001. I tell them if they ask or if it's relevant, but like. You know, when when you talk about your car, I drive a 2013 da da da. It's part of the car. So anyway, the um, the exciting part of this is the average price point on these, even though it's MSRP, seems lower than where Gibson has been in the past. Now, does it seem which, lower or is it lower? I haven't actually crunched the numbers. <laughs> I mean, it it seems there's more models for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, starting MSRP as low as five sixty nine. Yeah. Sure, there's nothing holding that guitar together. <laughs> it's a, a melody maker with two P90s. Um, yeah, in a uh, nice butterscotch. Be, well, yeah, it's probably, probably in whatever color you want. TV but... TV yellow, I think, is what they're probably going to call that. TV yellow. That's a terrible name for a color. Well, it was because if you had a white guitar, oh, yeah. back in the days of black and white TV, it would like completely annihilate the film. <laughs> Um, so they, they made this yellow color that would appear white on black and white TV and it's called TV yellow. Huh? Well, your history lesson for tonight, folks. <laughs> so what else? There's everything. There's Les you Paul Melody Maker, the LPJ, which I don't know what that's about. Then the Les Paul is it Studio. Japanese made? That's a good question. Or is it junior? No, it's not a junior. So there's three models below the studio now. Hmm. So they've, they've kind of pumped up the studio in that way. But then there's the Studio Pro, Classic, Les Paul Signature, Traditional, Les Paul Peace, Les Paul Standard. You finally get to the Standard, Standard Plus, Standard Premium. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I totally lied. The lowest MSRP is $4.99 for the uh, SG oh. entry level. And they're doing some basses, too. Like, you know, Gibson has made basses, but they're not really known for a ton of them other than, like, the Thunderbird. But they're bringing a bunch of them back, which is yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen all these in the past. The important thing here is that Gibson figured out people don't want to pay three grand for a Les Paul standard. 
Like if it, it's mm-hmm. a standard model, it should be at a standard quote unquote price, I guess. Something like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars or something. Yeah, maybe even two. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so the new stuff about them—they're all Plek treated, P-L-E-K. It's um, a machine that does the setup. It like scans the fretboard and measures the frets and dresses all the frets and stuff like that. And oh. in the past, people have totally hated it. Hmm. So I'm really uh, not sure how this is going to go over. I know a lot of people have had returned guitars even because they just they feel bizarre, but they're like technically correct or something weird. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't always mean actually perfect in the world of musical instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, New easy grip knobs, quote unquote. So that's a a fun thing, I guess. They look like the black speed knobs, but they've got a knurl on them, which is kind of nice. So instead of just smooth plastic, you've got a little tread. Yep. Yep. Redesigned strap button. Oh, boy. Everybody pulls them out and replaces them with locks anyway. Yep. So unless they're going to come with built-in locks, why are you doing yeah. that? Right, and a lot of them do. Mm. Like the when when you get into the custom shop models, they do. And I know my Strat came with strap locks, and I've never gone back. So right, come on. I see. Just, Min, Min E-Tune is making a big showing here. Yeah, that's been around since the days of you know the robot Les Paul and the robot SG. Right. I would not pay extra for that. I just can't get behind it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's it's a novelty, and it might be nice, but yeah, boy oh boy, would I not feel like that was worth more. You know, if I'm if I'm dropping two thousand ninety nine dollars on a Les Paul signature, I would mm-hmm. say, wow, can you knock a hundred or two off if I don't put the mini tune robot on the headstock? Right. I'm pretty sure all the guitars that have it, you have the option to get it without, mm-hmm. as you should. Yeah. Um, so and but the the catch is that it's smaller than it was before, hence the mini. Right, right. Um, and it's got a big letter G on the back for Gibson, so your bandmates know when you're in tune. Uh, what? Uh, How does that signify yeah. to your bandmates that you're in tune? So they they and what are they doing it. looking at the back of your headstock? <laughs> Dear bandmates, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Terrible. By the way, if you practice like I would guess most bands do. Hint in a circle. That's not going to do any good. <laughs> no, don't you know the cool way to do it is to set up like there's an audience there. Otherwise, you're not uh, practicing right. Mm. I know some people who have done that. It's good for show prep, but I wouldn't yeah. hold every practice like it. If you practice anyway. like that, write in. Tell us about it. Tell us why mm-hmm. you do. And uh, justify yourself, because we might make fun of you. How do? <laughs> So uh, they have one-piece fretboards, which is kind of nice. They used to be doing when they had like that whole rosewood issue. The the debacle, they were getting the illegality. Right. They were getting fingerboards made from two pieces that were long wedges that would kind of sandwich on top of each other. Huh. It was like a wedge, the shape or the length of the fingerboard, and they would just get two of them and put them to glue them together inversely, and it would make one flat piece. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, I think it was a way they could get around the wood requirements and laws. So okay. it's still sketchy. I, so I they were know. so like half the fingerboard was made of a different wood, like the under might have been underneath a, half or something. Might have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know a ton about it. I I think they were probably pretty quiet about it. Cryogenically treated treated frets uh, last longer than standard fret wire. I'm not sure what the story is there. So heat treating metal, you can make metal harder. By heating yeah. it up, the crystals line up, and then you cool it suddenly, and they don't have time to return to their original shapes. They stay in this stronger, more rigid form. So I'm assuming some part of that same physical principle could happen if you treated 
something cryogenically, except that it's already in solid form. So how would the crystals realign mm-hmm. in a solid metal? I don't mm-hmm. know the answer to this. So, yeah, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> new pickups, uh, new colors, all that fun stuff. A graph tech nut with, quote, proprietary strings. Uh. So graph tech, that's the... Um, that's the smart. Fake... I like that idea. Yeah, it's got like a little bit of graphite in it so that it doesn't yeah, it's, break it's, your strings. Um, right. It's like synthetic graphite, I think, or synthetic bone hybrid kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to keep everything nice and smooth up there at the nut and in the string grooves so you don't get breakage there. Mm. I've never had a problem this, with that, but so it, it's do. a thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, GraphTech makes everything. They make saddles and right. um, all that stuff. So, but proprietary strings. I don't know if that means like just Gibson, they come with Gibson branded strings on them, which Wouldn't stink. they always? Or if they come with like, if they're doing something like Fender did, or I don't know if they still do. When I bought my Strat, it came with Fender Bullet strings, they were called. And instead of a ball on the end, it had a little, I don't know what it was. It looked like brass Mm -hmm. uh, thing that was in the shape of a bullet that fit perfectly into the tremolo block inside the guitar. Oh. And it was supposed to, like, transfer more sustain or da-da-da. But it sounded, Mm -hmm. the strings were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you have to do more than innovate the end of your string for more, Mm -hmm. more physical connection or whatever. Right. So then, yeah, you mentioned the mini tune, whatever on that. And, um, they're <laughs> updating the, uh, serial numbering for some reason. I enhances collectability. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's whatever. it. I mean, it's a, the 2014 model year, just like cars. They're just trying to get that to happen from the get go instead of when they're at least 25 years old. Gibson, I think does the first digit of the year and then the three digits of the day of the year. And then the second digit of the year at a so two digit like year. A, so f- one, four. <clears throat> so yeah, but there's, they're, right. they're, so they're spread with the, with the date and the day and month in between. Right. Uh, not the day and month, just the number of the day, you know okay. what I mean? So like, <laughs> cause why, cause, cause why not? Well, just and then some other numbers order. on there, some yeah. other, well, yeah, I don't know. It's probably <laughs> got to do more with their, what do you call it? Inventorying and stuff. Yeah. Hey. Eh. So keep an eye out for those. If you have one or are getting one or know anything else about them, yeah, please we still let us want to know. know. We still want some firsthand experience with Ridgelight, and um, I want to know: you want cryogenically frozen frets? Do you think it'll make you live longer? I want stainless steel frets. Those. If I was going to do anything to my frets, I would go with stainless steel. Yeah, I think so. So my dad had his Taylor nine fourteen C refretted and he had something put on that was an alloy of stainless steel and something else and there's a gold because they look so. gold. they're a little gold colored yeah yeah but it's like only a few luthiers will work on it because it's like it breaks tools i guess there's like so right. indestructible that you have to have special tools and they basically break tools in order to do a fret job on it they probably yeah shorten the life on those tools dramatically for sure. So I don't know well, what that is. What was is. the guy's name? It was the guy at Naked Guitar Repair, right? Um, yes, because because Chris Pern used to work on that, and he was sort of the guy in New England who was doing all that stuff. And and I'm not remembering his name, but his company Naked Scott, Guitars, Scott, yes, something, Scott, something at Naked Scott Guitars, Miller, 
No. Yes. Well, no, anyway, that's right. I, asked, no, I think that's right. I, I got handed his business card a few days ago. Uh-huh. Coincidentally, some somebody was like, "Oh, have you heard of this guy?" I was like, "Yes, I have." Yeah, Scott Miller. <laughs> yeah, and I think he did the work because he was he was cool with it. He was like, "Oh no, you have to do it this special way or something." So, hmm. um, but they're supposed to be really great frets. Scott Miller winds his own pickups. Also, he has um, no kidding stone stonewall pickups. I think he calls it. But he'll oh, he'll I like have, talk I've to you about your guitars and your tone and um, and basically make a custom pickup for you. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty I think sweet. I've seen those in the case at Ralph's. Yeah, I bet you have. I bet you have. Huh. Yeah, I bought a new pedal board last mm-hmm. week, whenever that was, Monday. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who I bought it from used to work at Ralph's and, and handed me the card for Scott. Yeah. I was like, oh, no kidding. So, nice fella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure he is too. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, the guy you bought that pedal board for. Just yeah, he was super stand, nice too. He was, guy. he was great. Do you remember the minus scale? Yeah, he was in that. Oh, who who was he in that? Ryan. Ryan. Oh, I don't know if I ever really talked to Ryan. He worked at Ralph's. Uh-huh. Um, he teaches guitar now in the mill next to Furies. We're talking about this like everyone mm-hmm. who listens to this show knows Dover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the the local Dover scene. It's not a big deal. <laughs> If you're here, you'd, oh. know, you'd understand, but or not and here, but I'm anecdote. not there anymore. Yeah, but you know it. I know it, man. That's my. <laughs> it's like where I come from, you know. It's your stomping grounds. Yeah. And I just move up here, like, hey, <laughs> I yeah. live here now. Um, so remember, um, a side note, I guess, sidebar on this whole news thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pause, remember Ralph's pause the news. <laughs> remember Ralph's had that uh, that strat that was on fire. Yeah, yeah burned a strat okay. and they just decided to like rebuild it and call it real relic or something well yeah so there was i oh god i should have bought it all yeah. right <laughs> it was i was totally serving craigslist awesome. and saw this guitar that was like totally destroyed in a house fire um and the guy was just selling it for scrap basically it was a 40th anniversary strat fender strat very cool guitar um and he was like it's it's toast it's just like literally toast it's gone <laughs> It was all charred uh, and everything, right? Yeah, but he wanted like still wanted like eight or nine hundred dollars for it. What? Yeah, and I was like, ah, you know, I mean, with that price, it should play still. Uh, yeah, you know? it should play perfectly. Right. So I was like, ah, all right, I, and I let it go. And then, you know, two months later, I walk into Ralph's, and there it is, yeah. completely restored. Like he just brushed off all the loose finish and all the char, yeah. and left it as is, and and rewired everything because all the wiring melted yeah and the neck is straight as an arrow still and it was there seven hundred dollars mm. deal of a lifetime this is two weeks after i bought my telly for the same price oh wow and i was like oh my god so you were not in a buying mood for guitars though Nah. so then i'm buying this pedal board the other day and i was he mentions this guy he works at he used to work at ralph's i was like do you remember they used to have this strat and he was like that was on fire <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the guy in the studio space next door to me here bought it. It's no like shit. right over there. And I was like, oh my God, do not even tell me that. <laughs> wow. I, I said, to, I told him that I said to Ralph a bunch of times, the minute that thing comes back in the door, he's got to let me know. Mm-hmm. Cause like, n- <laughs> I don't care how broke I am. I got to have it. Yeah. That was, it's, it. It, it looked amazing. It was so cool. It was so cool. It was great. Yeah. On fire. <sighs> On literally a blaze. You know what they say? One man's garbage 
is another man's is another, 40th anniversary strap anniversary strap <laughs> is that how the That's, phrase goes i feel like i oh, i can't remember anyway i'm gonna write that one down <laughs> oh, my desk is such a mess anyway red witch oh, how do you say this violetta violetta delay what would you say? I would say Violetta. Red Witch uh, Violetta. It's a delay pedal. It's little. It's an analog, a little teeny weeny analog delay. Yeah. Um, it's so cute. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so it's got like a chrome metal finish engraved with the logo and everything. The switch looks big on it because it's so little. <laughs> it does look like a so I guess the, freakishly large switch. <laughs> yeah. The um, <laughs> the uh, expression input is like a mini, like um, it's like an eighth inch plug, I guess. Yeah, and I th- believe it comes with an adapter. Oh, cool. To a quarter inch for you to just pop in a regular yeah. expression pedal. The input outputs are on the top of the pedal. There must be a jack around here somewhere. It's got a rechargeable lithium ion battery. So that's cool. Mm. Not a lot of pedals you see with that mess going on. You've seen more like these days of the lithium ion rechargeable power supply. It's oh, like a five, yeah. five or six. You know, which output. honestly makes more sense because most of your pedals right. aren't going to like this might be the only one on your board with a rechargeable battery in it. Yeah, I think it's it's geared towards the guy who's only got a couple pedals and doesn't mind using batteries mm-hmm. for his stomp boxes. I yeah. can't stand it. Oh, I can't you either. Know, no, I, I don't even want to think about running out of battery power on something. No, but if I only had a tuner pedal or only had a delay pedal and used amp distortion or something like that, sure. it might not be that big a deal. Yeah. So, so this is a anyway. delay that's voiced uh, analog sounding like a tape delay. Um, so mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. You know, uh, it's got some built-in modulation, a mix control, uh, delay time and number of repeats control. And it's um, just always has that uh, tape delay kind of, feel to it so it rolls off your highs and your lows as the repeats and the delay times get longer um which i just love it just makes it sit so well like it fits into whatever you're playing because it's not yeah. this full range repeated thing that, that gets in the way of your other signal and it's, it's just right. a very very nice sounding i um put a new tone print on my flashback today of mm-hmm. a tape delay i forget whose model it was but i was just jammed on it for a long time i was like man i should, yeah. this is great i should use this like this type of sound way more yeah it just fits it fits into music really really nice right. it, it's there and it kind of gives you a little something underneath but you don't notice until you stop right which yeah. i like yep present um, but it, it knows when to get out of the way mm-hmm. it knows it knows it just fucking knows man mm-hmm. <laughs> So like we said, it's really small, so it won't take up a lot of room on your pedal board. Yeah, and, um, so there's no downside. And the uh, expression controls the repeats, so you can have that set to go totally bananas and self-oscillate. Cool. It just knows. It just knows. Man, just fucking knows. Who made a movie about this? Is this um, a movie? Hmm? You know what I mean. Somebody, There's a demo video we'll have in the show oh, notes. Oh, uh, Brett Kingman. Brett Kingman, we, you've seen him do lots of pedals. If you've been paying attention to pedal videos, you've seen him. He does one for yeah, this. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does some collaborative work with Pro Guitar Shop. Cool, cool. Which, oh man, best segue ever. Kablam! <laughs> Can you believe it? Something like that only comes along once in a lifetime. Yeah, we should probably talk about it for a little while longer. 
I'm surprised I'm still going. <laughs> First rule of um, segues. Yeah. Free weekly publication <laughs> on gear. It's called Tone Report Weekly. It's from Pro Guitar Shop and it's available in like the what is it, the iTunes magazines dealy? Like I yeah, signed the, up uh, and it appeared newsstand. in my little magazine. Yeah, newsstand, my newsstand app. And also, of course, on um, you know, Android devices, because everything does everything nowadays. So it's videos uh daily. They do a, a daily news show on YouTube that's hosted by uh, Rebecca Dirks, the only girl in rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> not rock and roll but the only girl in like the uh the gear world mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so is she the one that does i feel like i saw a rig rundown one time that was right, being piloted yes, she's okay, that's, um that's her that's her okay yep no she's the and only she one she does she does the stuff at nam she she was from uh uh premier guitar and oh, i'm cool. not sure if this is like a collaborative effort between premier guitar or if she just is like just going expat. Going independent or, or whatever. But mm. who cares? It's awesome. It's a really cool magazine. Have you flipped through it yet? Um, I haven't because I just haven't walked over and picked up my wife's iPad. It's so cool. So, like, you flip through it, you know, left to right to go from story to story. And then the articles scroll from top to bottom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's completely just... It's how, quote-unquote, print media just should be now because... Yeah. The advertisements are so direct. It's actually stuff I care about. Uh-huh. The they advertisements... Because right, they know what you like. Right. The ads include audio demos and mm. high-res photos of everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, oh, yeah, they they had a um, an ad for the uh, Wampler Ace 30 that we talked about. Right. And it's just, it's just a big full-page ad for Wampler, but mm-hmm. there's three or four audio samples. Just right there. You don't right. have to hunt for them. That's how you sell stuff, everybody. Get on board. Yeah. Get on mm-hmm. board. Do it. Do it. And then, uh, yeah, lots of other like cool interviews and, and some rig rundown type stuff and mm-hmm. pedal demos and all that sort of stuff. I should put that on Sorry. there and, and grab it and actually read it. I mean, I have it. It's coming to me. It's appearing yeah. in my phone. I just haven't been reading it yet. I kind of want to, I don't know, reach out to them or something. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's clearly some uncharted territory between the Tone Control and Tone Report Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should interview Rebecca Dirks. Don't say it's a bad idea because you know it's a bad idea. Um, I was thinking, what if we had like um, we can all like throw a party together on Skype or on Google Hangouts? When you say it that way, I get. (laughs) Or do you mean in person? You're making it sound nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know what they're doing now because, as far as I know, Premier Guitar is in the Midwest and. Pro Guitar Shop is in Portland, Oregon. Well, that doesn't so, make any sense. And you're in the city of whatever Cincinnati's called. I'm in the top, the top of the South. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm the South's hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati, the South's hat. <laughs> and I'm in the deep South of the far North. <laughs> oh i don't know since is this is a little bit midwest we we go a couple hours west of here to to visit the wife's family and we're in the midwest then everybody's comfortable with the phrase midwest out there 
It's like that's fine. Yeah, it's like one city over. Yeah. So you're there. I'm there. I mean, it's still Eastern time zone. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, yeah, check out Tone Report Weekly. Um, I bet you'll like it. It's really well made. Yeah. I've been reading it every week. It's cool. And then also Pro Guitar Shop's YouTube channel is doing the the daily videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monday, Monday through Friday, I think. So basically trying just like to one up a, us, aren't they? Oh, you know it. I saw the name and I was like, better name, right? They got Rebecca Dirks, who, come on, she's a total babe. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's probably getting paid though. Oh, yeah. Damn. Um, fun thing though, like she pointed out that in one of the videos I saw recently that she got some news from Guitar Noise, where we get a lot of news from too. Oh wow! So maybe there's something going on. Uh, get at her on the Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you're right. I do need to take a swig of beer before this next story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this next story isn't fun. No. I remember in, I guess it was around the end of high school. When did, when did Lost Profits become a thing? I was in high school, which you means you school? were... I may have still been in high school. At, at the end of high school for you, yeah. probably. Right? They had that one song that I really liked. I got the record and the rest of it was not as yeah, good. Yeah, that's I right. Thought. They had the, the, um, the Dragon Ninja song or whatever. I can't remember the name. It was of it. something like that. Um, and it was a little different than every other song on the album. It was a single. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then I didn't realize they were still a band. You you kind of don't realize sometimes that these bands are still bands after mm-hmm. a while because it's sort of like once a band is famous, you don't think about them like kind of playing smaller venues and keep you know keep on doing the touring thing on a smaller scale than when they were like MTV famous back when MTV right. played music. <laughs> But they a simpler do. time. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and sometimes the members of these bands turn out to be uh, horrible monsters. Total, total scumbags. Yeah. So Ian Watkins, the frontman of The Lost Prophets, got done with his court thing that's been going on for a long time. I remember months ago, quite a while ago, hearing about yeah. this when it was <clears throat> allegations. And now it is uh, convictions. Yeah. So 13 sex offenses, right? He's got like a history of um, like physically and mentally abusing women. And uh, he's going to jail for 35 years for the attempted rape of a baby. Yeah. I guess they started some of this. Somebody started some charges and it brought a lot of past stuff out of the woodwork. And uh, after they sifted through it all. He's going to be in there for 35 years, and apparently every statement he makes publicly makes it perfectly clear that he is a complete psychopath who Mm -hmm. thinks he's totally cool and right. Right. Uh, He's made some statements which are just like, I I can't even read them without completely filling with rage. Mm. So we're going to read them. Okay. Uh, Using text, (laughs) if this is from Sky News, using text speak, as they call it, which is hilarious. (laughs) So he was speaking to them, but he spoke as though he was typing a text message. Right, yeah. I'm going to put out a statement on the 18th just to say it was Mega Lols. Oh, good. Mega Lols. On the 18th then, of what? I don't know. Last month, maybe. Oh. I'm not sure. Great. I don't care if the guy's going to jail. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so then he says, I guess on that date, I don't know what everyone is getting so freaked out about. Well, I guess that Mega puts Lols. a bow on it then. Go to jail, yeah. buddy. And obviously, Lost Profits, the remaining members, made a statement that they're 
they're calling it quits. They're not going to continue yeah. as lost profits anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, probably, I don't want to sound like a dick about it, but like they really shouldn't. <laughs> oh, oh no, they shouldn't. And they, they, they yeah. must know that. I mean, if I remember yeah, hearing to... that they had no idea about any of this stuff and I don't know like how true that is. Cause you know, people make statements when allegations start flying, people say things and I didn't know anything about that, but you know, it's possible that these guys mm-hmm. just realized that somebody they hung around with for like a decade is this horrible monster. And they, they either never knew or they had some idea and never looked into it. So probably not a fun time for anybody, mm-hmm. but that guy's in jail. So, I mean, and it sounds totally ridiculous. It sounds like something off of law and order, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's like a real thing. 11 mm-hmm. month old baby of a groupie apparently. So. Gross. Gross. All right. Good. You want, you want to make it in the biz? That's not how. Yeah. Starting over. <laughs> uh, in much happier news, Nirvana's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hell yeah, man. Hey, how far are you from there? It's in Cleveland. Cleveland is <laughs> is the opposite corner of Ohio. Yeah. So, I don't know how big that is, though. Is it like um, it's, a day or is it like a... No, no. It's like it's probably like three or four hours. I don't know. Oh, all right. Hold on. Let me, well, let me do a map. When, I'll do a map. When we come out to visit you guys, we're you going. Could, <laughs> well, you could... If you if you drove out to visit, you'd, you'd go on the trip. You would take... What? You could make your trip go through Cleveland. Oh, yeah. I uh, Have you ever been there? No. Well, I, I mean, I, I landed a plane in there one time because that oh, was one of our landings. I mean, so to the rock hall no i haven't i went in high school um and it was awesome yeah <laughs> it was just it's it's as cool as you think it is it's it's got everything it's not just the hall of fame but it's a whole museum too a lot of mm-hmm. people don't realize um they've got everything they've got john lennon's glasses they've got oh, wow. uh, mick jagger's sequin pants they've got John Paul Jones's electric piano, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's all, it's really cool to go not only as just a music fan, but as someone who's like kind of involved mm-hmm. and being a gearhead like we are. Yeah. It's really cool to see this vintage gear. You walk in, at least when I was, this was, God, a long time, almost 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're old. Um, I know. Hmm. <laughs> it um you walk in and before you even pay to get in they've got a little like mini exhibit they've got like a really cool vw bus from like woodstock and they've oh. got Jimi hendrix's woodstock strat in uh, behind glass wow on a stand it's just there it's the one it's not a replica it's his woodstock strat and mm-hmm. you're like oh they made them smaller back then oh did they <laughs> <laughs> yeah huh. Um, they've got Zach Wilde's Bullseye Les Paul, the original one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's cool. Very, Very cool. So anyway, uh, Nirvana's in it. They finally got in. There's, um, you know, some very specific requirements um, to what be What are eligible. the requirements? It's some stuff that's, like, not really quantifiable, like <laughs> the amount of influence the band has had on pop culture. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, artists become eligible for induction 25 years after the release of release of their first record. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of the big one. So when everyone's like, Oh my God, how is kiss not in the yeah. rock and roll hall of fame? It's like, well, they only just recently became eligible. Huh? So 
And so did Nirvana. Right. Um, criteria include the influence and significance of the artist's contribution to the development and perpetuation of rock and roll, which is something you can't put a number on. Right. But when you're a band like Nirvana, yeah, you, which you know it when you see it. Is yeah, is iconic and related. Like everyone, well, everyone. Catching myself making absolute statements here is so often cited as you know one of the leaders in in a major movement in rock and roll. So undeniable influence. Absolutely. Man, I listened to Nevermind front to back not long ago. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It still sounds good, man. It still sounds great. It still sounds good. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't mean to sound sad about it. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then every year (laughs) they do a big induction ceremony. Mm -hmm. Um, There's usually a big concert and, party and things like that which just hits tv eventually so i'm sure that we'll be able to see that yeah keep your eyes peeled uh almost anyway. exactly four hours from my house with traffic not bad to cleveland ohio it's about as far as it is to my parents house yeah it's not the worst way about to this? get here if you were gonna we'll, get in the car we're gonna fly out there and meet you at the rock and roll hall of fame and then you guys can pick us up okay so you just go to <laughs> cleveland yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Backtracking for a sec. The induction ceremony is April 10th of this year. It's at the Barclays Center in New York, in Brooklyn, along with Kiss, Peter Gabriel, Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, Cat Stevens, Hall & Oates, Linda Ronstadt, uh, Brian Epstein, and who is this? Andrew Lou Oldham. Oldham. Hmm. Hmm. I should look that guy up if he's going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Apparently he's a Hall of Famer now, or he will be in April. Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Is that... Is it just the band, or is Bruce Springsteen also in? <laughs> well, I think that's the name of it when when they're together. That's the name of it, right? Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Right, but it says here Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. Maybe they just anyway. Maybe they just don't like Bruce. Mm. Who doesn't like Bruce? I've gone back and forth on Bruce a lot. Hmm. So I might not like Bruce. Well, I don't know what to do with you. Then. But then every now and then I hear a Bruce Springsteen song and I'm like, you know, <laughs> this is great. And I love the Gaslight Anthem, which, come on, they're yeah, Bruce Springsteen. They, they are kind of Bruce Springsteen <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I have um, a double album that was a live show from 1975 in London. Mm-hmm. And I like the ver- the version on that of every song that they play. I like better than the album version. So mm. maybe Bruce Springsteen just should just record live and that's it. Cuz I think that's yeah. that might be where the magic is there. Could be. I mean that's not an uncommon thing. Well, Max Weinberg from Conan's band. He's the drummer of the E Street Band. Right. And he's amazing. He's a machine. Mhm. It's pretty great. <clears throat> so that's all I got. Um, is there anything you want to talk about? We haven't talked about. We haven't talked about anything. About for, we had we had a whole. We we talked on Thanksgiving and we had a, a just a, a roar of an episode. That was our best work is behind us. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it, it's downhill from here. We really appreciate all of you subscribers. Um, oh, I have one thing. Um, I was not able to find John Lindsay's video of him blowing up that orange amp. Really? I looked, I looked and looked and looked. I creeped all over Facebook for it. Could not find it. So, John, if you're listening. John, what up? 
Come on, man. If you want to do another demo of that totally great amp, or hell, your whole rig, I want to see it. Yeah. Let's, I think let's he uses make... an M13 or one of those crazy of those, Line yeah, 6 like, things. Yeah, the Line 6 with all the switches M9, and stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to learn more about that, and we will link to it if it's a... Uh, I mean, we could even probably find a way to put it in the episode, maybe. Huh? Yeah, I, I, mean, I can if, grab if it audio works. out of a video, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I just wanted to point out. I know we had talked about mm-hmm. it. We'll link to it, but I couldn't find it. So if you were looking for that, sorry. Yeah, it's we'll John's get something fault. Soon, probably. I hope. He probably pulled it down. <laughs> Calling you out, John. Way to go, man. Yeah. Way to, way to... Speaking of guitar rigs, um, I like I mentioned before, I bought a new pedal board and mm-hmm. completely redesigned my pedal board. Yeah. We can talk about that. Sure. That's all I've been talking about for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I saw a picture. So did you keep everything oh, in relatively the same order? Um, sort of. So I posted, I made a little quick rundown video using my new GoPro. Aha. Aha. I didn't actually bother to capture good audio, but just a signal path yeah. explanation kind of thing. And that is on the website, tonecontrolshow.com. Check it out. But uh, it's a similar layout. My delay, the, the biggest change is that my delay is no longer last in line. What's behind the delay? Uh, chorus and tremolo. Hmm. Okay. And so far at first I was like, uh, I'm going to have to do this because I don't have enough patch cables right now. And it's just kind of how it's coming together. Like okay. real it estate was like wise. physically where they fit physically where they fit uh, in relation to the other pedals and stuff like that. But I'm finding out I like it a lot more. Huh? So I can put, I can have, um, I use a digital delay sound a lot, just a straight up, the 2290 model yep. digital delay. I can put any of those effects, I explained this in the video, on the repeats only. So okay. because they're un- unlike a distortion or a drive or anything like that, these subtle modulation pedals like tremolo and chorus, I could put my other ones back there too, I guess. Um, you get the affected repeat and a clean attack. So Which why is, is it, I'm if, finding if, very nice. If your delay pedal is feeding into the chorus and the tremolo, how come your dry signal isn't also being affected? Because of the way the TC flashback works. Do you, you have, dry you through? Dry through, but you're not going out stereo. You're not doing two outputs out of the TC. No, it's that whole 100% wet, 100% dry, 50% wet, 50% dry thing. <laughs> no, I get it. It's just that if you're 50-50... Then you should be 50-50 into your tremolo pedal. Right. I know. I'm not sure what's going on like in, in the delay. But, I mean, this isn't an uncommon practice. I know yeah. like a lot of people put mod- phasers on the back end of a delay so you can sure. phase the repeats. And, and it sounds really cool that way. So what's, what I found to be really fun is that like I can have my digital delay and then immediately add modulation with a different pedal and not mm-hmm. have to use a different preset bank. Right. Yeah. So, and it sounds really cool. Real I like cool. it a lot. Something I didn't really expect. It was something I'd always thought about doing, but I thought I would prefer to go back the other way. Right. And I'm definitely liking yeah. it as so is now. Chorus, like chorus and flange and stuff are time effects. But right. the tre- so they kind of fit in that space. They do, well. sure. That that's normal. Um, tremolo isn't, but I can see where it would be cool to have tremolo more on your affected signal and have more dry signal rather than you send a, a tremoloed signal into a delay, and obviously it it's all going to come apart. out the same. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and this yeah. way I can have the delayed sound and still have a very obvious, clear tremolo sound. Yeah. Which I like too. Um, and then, so other than that, I have a new distortion pedal. I bought a full tone plimsoll, which I told you about, yes. um, which is so far super awesome. <laughs> I really love the analog paths in, in full tone. Like there's just something, mm-hmm. something pure and awesome about that. It's a really cool pedal. It's got soft clip and hard clip distortion that you can blend together. I think we talked about this a while so ago. So two different, I don't know. two different clipping circuits that right, you mix. And they're on an, the stage two, the hard clip is on like an envelope attack. So if, when you are an envelope filter, so when you hit hard or you hit the pedal hard, it engages the hard clip. Oh, so if you, if you lower your guitar volume or play softly, you get this like smoother, more flat EQ mm-hmm. drive kind of thing. And then you roll it up and get really loud and you've got this huge sound hard clip distortion with a little bit of a mid range boost. Mm-hmm. And those sort of um, blend in with your, with your attack. Right. Or so you can dial it all the way clockwise yeah, and have a hundred percent hard clip the entire time if you want, or a hundred percent soft clip yeah. the entire time or anywhere in between. I'm trying to figure out where I like it most. I'm, I definitely like having the blend, so I'm not going to have it at a hundred percent, but um, it's so cool. It's just like really dynamic, really musical, it's got a high cut knob, which is extremely usable yeah. in every look, every spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, across like humbuckers, single coils, doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. can just completely dial it in perfectly. No, that, and otherwise really it's great. a really simple pedal. It's just got level and sustain, which is drive. Um, it's the highest gain pedal that full tone makes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and with the way those, those two stages of the circuit work, um, it sounds like it's really playable. Mm -hmm. like you're not ending up with this one tone whatever you set it at that's your tone you've got something that's that's a that's an instrument in itself right and you've got some real room to go with it it's it's awesome i'm really happy with it um and then now my fuzz face is on my board full time whereas before it was kind of in and out so Mm -hmm. just because i didn't have a good spot for it that kind of thing but now getting more mileage out of that so which is fun because it's the fuzz is very harsh and very crispy and high-endy and the plimsoll is more mids and lows mm-hmm. so i've got kind of two very different drive sounds on my board which i've always wanted cool still using your tube drive pedal too no 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 i'm gonna sell it oh yeah plimsoll all the time plimsoll is the new drive the new pedal. main primary thing cool i just i was feeling the need for something new and <laughs> something more reliable it rips. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But then otherwise the rest of the board is pretty much the same. Um, signal path is the same. The physical layout is different. My volume pedal and my wah pedal are now on the left and right instead of both on the right. Huh. Which is kind of kind of cool. It's Oh, and I've got my, like you had for a little while, I've got my wireless on there full time. Oh, right. So I can, with a single patch cable, run it straight into the tuner. Mm-hmm. Be good to go wireless. It's great. Right. You basically just pop that in when you go on stage. Powered up. Yep. Yeah. Wicked. And it's on a uh, Pedal Train Pro, which is like the coolest thing. They're they're great. All cabling underneath. Nice, clean, and tidy. Mm-hmm. Does it have like a, has like a gig bag with it? it yeah. On, so, yeah, I got the, I got it used. Um, came with the soft case. There is a hard case available. Mm. And although it's like diamond plate or something, it's, 
really rugged. It's got wheels. Abe has it. Uh-huh. And he mentioned to me the other day, he's like, I love the hard case, but sometimes I wish it was lighter. And every time I see him at a show, it's like he hauls it in. Yeah. I think Abe should get a forklift. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be easier. <laughs> Mine, but um, my board is pretty damn heavy too, because I have it in an ATA flight case. Right. Um, I haven't put this in the bag yet to lift it, but I'm sure it's going to be still very heavy. Yeah. Well, they're rugged. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if it's going to be tough, it's got to be heavy. The bag is pretty, pretty ballsy too. Mm-hmm. So pedals are tough. I'm not too worried about anything breaking. Yeah, you just don't. You just want to be careful about the knobs and stuff because that's. I mean, that's the thing. Like they're right. all in the quality pedals are all made from good like die cast steel cases and stuff. But right, it's the little pieces that poke out the knobs and things. You you bend a pot stem. Well, in the top of the bag, it's got like a one or two inch piece of foam mm-hmm. inside the lid. So should prevent anything from whacking it. So you, you know? really have to dig at it pretty hard. Yeah, I think you would, anything. or it would have to fall or something like that. Yeah. But it's pretty tough. I've yet to take it anywhere, but, um, it looks really cool though. I'm really happy with it. Yeah. And the board itself is much lighter. I was using, it was all plywood. So it mm-hmm. weighed a ton, even empty. It weighs a ton. The The yeah. empty board, the empty pedal train is like six or seven pounds. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what happens. I, it's so nice to not see all your wires and patches and stuff. They're all underneath. <laughs> tucked under, yeah. Well, I didn't really, haven't done any new guitar stuff at all. My holiday <laughs> season was not filled with... I did, he said running a guitar podcast. Yeah, He's just like, I, I don't really I, play guitar anymore. I'm starting to feel it because <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get to... Like at some point, we're going to... I'm going to finish this project that we're sort of dipping into and it's going to be my turn to lay some guitar down on it. And I am going to be listening to those demo tracks and learning my parts again by ear. Cause I have not played them. <laughs> I've got a little bit of that going on. Yeah. I have not played them in forever. Um, I've got, I've got a, a little, a couple of composition jobs that are coming up that, will be fun to do, but that's, oh, that's cool. sort of a different story too, because it's nothing that I used to know. It's just going, going from scratch and there'll probably be a little, some guitar, but probably lots of other stuff too. But yeah, I, I don't have anything new to talk about. Well, I actually, I got myself, um, I ordered, I ordered some parts. I'm going to, I'm going to modify my little amp, my little 12 watt, the red one. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of fizzy sounding, and so I, I'm looking around, and I think the um, the output transformer is ringing, um, and that causes kind of a fizziness in the tone. And so a um, couple of big resistors, a couple of small resistors, and a couple of orange drop caps, and you kind of mm. spread these across uh, some of the pins on the uh, power tubes. So this is a, mm-hmm. this is a kit that will... It's called a snubber circuit, I guess. Somebody kind of created it, and it's basically just a couple of quick parts arranged in a certain way um, across the power tubes. This one happens to be sized for two EL84s, and it, it sort of takes out that fizziness. And um, I think that'll... That's interesting. I think that'll really help because this amp has... It ends up sounding like it has so much treble to it, and you end up rolling oh. the treble way down to get a good distortion tone out of it. And so if we can get rid of the fizziness, then we'll have some usable range on the treble knob, I think. I see. Yeah. Right. Because I end up like anything that's not, 
I end up sometimes using my louder amp even in the studio because it's not it doesn't have that fizziness if I try to get a strong drive tone out of it. Right. You know, hmm. um, clean tones still sound great through the small amp because it does like kind of it fills up a little sooner. That's a weird thing to say, but I think it's true. <laughs> but talk, talking about any guitar gear like that is the weirdest thing to say, but we all know what we're talking about. So like, who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, well. So anyway, this is the plastic bag with the stuff in it. I'll get into that sometime and I get the soldering iron out again. I guess I probably could have done that over this holiday vacation, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, well. That was so dramatic. I know. All right. Um, you want to... Do you, yeah, I mean, we didn't really plan any discussion topics. Maybe we should we should probably get back on that train for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a little bit of playing catch up. It's the first tone control show of uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, Whoop. yeah. Happy New Year, bitches! Happy New Year. The Earth is <laughs> now finally two thousand fourteen years old. <laughs> Saw that inevitable post on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Well, wait. The Titanic is real. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, every year. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, tonecontrolshow.com. Go check out my new pedal board because I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, tell Derek um, he did it wrong or that he did it right. Let's do a vote. Yeah, and then I'll tell you you're wrong or right. <laughs> we'll take a vote and then we'll see whether the vote is right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you guys are going to hate it. But I like it, so <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, tone, what are we tone control? No, tone control show at gmail.com. Is that oh, us? we're doing email addresses. Yes. Uh, yeah, tone control so. show at gmail.com tone control show.com. Right. You can find Derek at DL Heideman on Twitter and me at JN tracks. We don't have a Twitter also for the show on, on Twitter. No Twitter for the show. Cause Cause honestly, I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want it to go to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can hardly be bothered to take care of my own Twitter account, frankly. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, but that's all right. I still read it. If you post to me on there, I'll see it. I just don't. Oh, I'm just quiet. Yeah. So uh, check out the show notes for all the uh, all the things. The new Taylor T5Z, the 2014 Gibson model year, like a car. <laughs> Uh, the Red Witch Violetta Delay. Uh, the Tone Report Weekly online magazine. Which I'm super excited about. Ian Watkins is a monster. And uh, Nirvana being inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then, uh, yeah, all the other junk we talked about, which Derek's you're probably not listening now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, that's a good that's a, Print it. Is that going to become a thing coming to you from? We'll just make something up every time. <laughs> Maybe that's that's uh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, to, having to come up with one every time. Yeah, it'd be so funny. To, or I just do it occasionally when something. Yeah.